The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, pro wrestling fans, here on a Saturday to the podcast edition of Busted Open. I am your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell, and we got a stacked show for you on the way today. We got the world's strongest man leading the way, as always, Mark Henry, holding it down here on Busted Open. And we got plenty to get to, uh, specifically last night in the world of SmackDown, show's main event. Okay, it wasn't actually the main event, but it was certainly the best match that we've seen on television in quite some time. AJ Styles taking on Daniel Bryan. Styles walking away with his very first Intercontinental Championship. We'll be asking the world's strongest man, did they get it right? Did the right man win? Well, speaking of two right men, or at least a few right men that we definitely know about, the New Day showing up last night on SmackDown and making a statement, taking a knee and raising a fist for Black Power, Black Lives Matter, and an ode to Colin Kaepernick and George Floyd. We'll get Mark Henry's thoughts on that and the continuing uh, sort of movement of Black Lives Matter and social progress in the business of professional wrestling. Shout out to FTR. And we'll also continue, well, it's a weekend. It wouldn't be a weekend show without our regularly scheduled programming of Weekly Winner where we give you our favorite show in the professional wrestling world in the week that was. Who's going to take it? Wednesday's been pretty dominant. I don't know who's going to take it this week. You have to tune in and find out. And, of course, we are 24 hours away from the Backlash pay-per-view. Backlash taking a year off last year, back this year with the stack card. We will give you our full picks and predictions on this episode of Busted Open. All you got to do is sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Busted Open on a Saturday. I'm still saying it's your birthday, Mark Henry, so happy birthday, buddy. Well, thank you. It's Marky Graw. The whole weekend. Marky Gras? Marky Gras. All right. So what'd you do? uh, What'd you do last night to celebrate? Obviously, I know you were on the show yesterday with Dave. You guys had Mark Henry Day, but I also know how much you love to eat. And I mean, I feel like a birthday is like for us, it's also like a Thanksgiving. I just use it as an excuse to stuff my face. So you you and I both. You and I both. Yesterday was soul food day. You know, so me and the kids, we went to our favorite soul food joint and we brought Mm. food back. Uh, so we didn't have to sweat a lot and work too much. <laughs> Man, and then my own heart. <laughs> they 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 got me this big beautiful cake and uh, you know my favorite ice cream and uh, that that was the day, man. Like the the they made me cards. Uh, I got flowers. Oh, uh, that you know, of course, in my gifts was all food. Uh, my favorite bread. Uh, my favorite chips. So they they did it up, man. All right, we had hold a good on, hold time. on, hold on, hold on. Favorite ice cream? What is it? Bluebell Vanilla. Okay, all right, I can appreciate that. Simple, but uh, Bluebell is is always fire. Favorite chips? The spicy Hawaiian. 
Oh, the crunchy, the extra crunchy, spicy wine. Yes, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Major points for that because I'm pretty much right in agreement with you. And then you said you did a bunch of takeout. And there's a a bread place here. Okay. uh, Which, you know, for a small nominal fee, I'll mention their name. But they make this jalapeno cheese bread that is spectacular. Now, wait a minute. You made that about eight months ago on the grill. I remember yes, this. I did. Yes, yes you I did. did. That's and, 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 and I'm gonna tell you right now, the grill is gonna get lit this week, and the jalapeno cheese bread is gonna get toasted with that smoke. Oh, too good. And, All right, and, so and, final- and a little bit of garlic butter just to <laughs> I love just it. to set it loose. I like it. I like it. It's the little things, right? With cooking. It's, it's That's early true. in the morning, but it, I it, tell you, I talk food now. Hey, but am I wrong? Like, it's the little things. Like, when you do, even if it's just a simple hot dog, it's like, okay, well, do you saute onions to go with that hot dog? Or you just throw it in the microwave yeah. and you get it. You know, it's the little things that can make the entire difference of a meal. So I appreciate that. All right, final question. You said they made you a cake. Do you have, like, a go-to cake? Is it, like, are you a classic birthday cake? You like yellow cake? What, what, is, what does Mark Henry do for his big day? You know what, man? Like, I normally am a red velvet guy or just chocolate. And chocolate, chocolate all the way through. And they uh, they actually went a different direction. And it was like a party birthday cake, which, okay. you know, was great for me. Uh, the kids like the party birthday cake, too. And, and, you know, you always want people to be happy when you have a party. So... You know, I'm I'm down for whatever. Like, hey. if y'all putting a party together, I'll show up. And sugar is sugar. Uh, speaking of parties, <laughs> last night on SmackDown, I feel like we had a wrestling party, Mark. Uh, it wasn't the main event, but it was the people's main event. I, I, we can get to the actual booking of the match and the placement of the match, but just face value, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan going to war in a wow. forty in a forty minute. Actually, I think it was. Maybe a little, slightly bit longer than 40 minutes, but a very long match. Mark, an instant classic by all measurable metric. What would you think? I thought that it was unbelievable. Like, we need to have more of that, mm-hmm. uh, especially as it pertains to our elite guys. Uh, AJ Styles needed to make a splash, and he did. And Daniel Bryan needed to carry on from the last three or four matches that he's had. Daniel Bryan is on a streak right now of matches that if you judge his career by the last three matches he's had, you'll be pretty damn impressed. I mean, the matches that he had with Gulak, the matches that he had um, over the last, I guess, a month now, I would, I would, I would say that it's his best work. Well, hell, let's and, go back, Mark. Oh, sorry, but let's go back to the 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 Saudi Arabia deal where the plane was left on the the runway, right? And then that there was that shotgun Friday night sort of show where everything had to be put together. Remember, Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan in what was my 2019 match of the year. And, and exactly. I mean, like Daniel Bryan's his body of work over the last over this pandemic mm-hmm. has been spectacular, to say the least. And I'm I'm really proud that that the WWE is featuring him and allowing him to be who he is because it's very easy to say you know what we're gonna we're gonna change things around we're gonna do some smoke and mirrors we're gonna let this match in you know what to say you know what we, guys uh, there's not gonna be many matches on the show 
we're going to let these guys go out here and put a Mac Classic together. And they did exactly that. Yeah, and it was good to see. You know, the, <laughs> there was a period there. And, and this is mission accomplished for WWE. But I said when the match started, I, I looked to my wife and I, I, I said that my dream scenario for this match would be an hour draw. Now I know that's probably not going to happen. I think the longest match we've gotten in the last few years was Kofi Kingston's gauntlet match uh, before WrestleMania, which oh, I believe wow. went close to an hour, right? Um, yeah. So I, I understand that that doesn't happen a lot with WWE. But you saw what happened when you did that run for Kofi and you gave him the leg. It created sort of the grassroots movement of Kofi Mania and obviously led to his title run, right? Uh, I was hoping for a version of that last night, but just, I'll be honest, just just when you pass 25 minutes or when you get to 30, you've already created that possibility in my head. So the, the job is done. It was good booking from that standpoint. I didn't know when the end was going to come. And I love that. And maybe Mark, maybe, cause I'm going to need you to explain this to me. I was not happy with the fact that this match came with 20 minutes left in the first hour and then carried over in an hour two. Like, I get if you're not going to do Brian versus Styles on the pay-per-view at Backlash coming up tomorrow, okay? I can understand that. But to not have it be the main event of SmackDown, that didn't sit well with me. So, Mark, the only thing that you can get me or convince me that it was the right move is that you didn't want to have it up against the clock to end the show. And you wanted to keep the mystery there as to when the match was going to end. What do you think about that match coming in the middle of the show and not the, uh, to end the, as the main event, you know, I'm not going to condemn them for it not being the main event. It deserved to be the main event, but we all know what the main event was. So is that's not the factor. I think that WWE um, they're going to get paid as the main event because the two most valuable guys on the brand were there. You know, uh, there was a bunch of times where I remember the undertaker would come out first or Steve Austin and the rock would be on first. And those guys would get on the road and they would drive to the next town. Uh, so we knew they were the main event, <laughs> whatever happened next, <laughs> regardless of how good the people were. Steve Austin and The Undertaker and The Rock and guys of the like were first, and that was the main event. So that's that's kind of how it felt to me. I, I I mean, the way they closed it, um, there were multiple angles that hang in the balance, and it gave a little bit of um, uh, comedy to a show that had been really serious. So... You, you can't always end it on that serious note. I, th- I thought they did a good job. I, I mean, we, we know what it is as, uh, sure. as it pertains to what's the main, the meat of the show, if you will. Yeah. Did they get the winner right? AJ Styles walking away with his first Intercontinental uh, Championship? Yeah, I think so. Either one of those guys, or both, both of those guys are Teflon anyway. It, it doesn't matter who wins or loses is, is how the game is played. But um I think AJ Styles being the guy and then having Daniel Bryan be the guy chasing was a better move. And I didn't know how it was going to get done, but I was, I was just thrilled at the fact that we got that match. That man, that was, that was, it was a mad classic. That that'll be one of the matches that at the, at the end of this pandemic and they started talking about what happened in the world of wrestling while this was going on, before there was a vaccine, and that match will be one of those that they talk about. 
Well, it's no surprise, right? I, I think it was one of those matches that we all had, even when the bracket was announced, right? We were looking on the left side. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, hi, Daniel Bryan. You're looking on the right side. You're like, oh, hey, AJ Styles. This makes perfect sense. We get it. And, and not only do we get it, I love that it was kind of predictable in the sense that you, we all kind of had this markdown to happen. It, it didn't really matter who was going to walk away with it. We just wanted to see the story told, and then we wanted a clean match with a clean finish. Mark, I couldn't ask for anything more. It was clean. Every, every the, the entire story was well done. There was no tomfoolery. It was just, as you said, Mark. And they beat the shit classic. out of each other. Yes, they did. AJ, stop. man, listen, now, at one point in about the first 15 minutes, uh, Daniel and AJ went into this. Uh, forearm to the head thing that I was like, okay, shit's getting a little tense. They might want to send the refs and agents out to break this up. It got really real. And I was like, listen, man, that's pro wrestling. When, when you're in suspended belief to where you're a trained competitor and you look and go, okay, this is getting out of hand, that, that speaks volumes. Hey, speaking of uh, bringing agents out, I have to apologize from two weeks ago. Okay, I missed last week's show. Shout out to uh, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, for holding it down. I appreciate Tommy coming in and and, and holding down the fort for me uh, last Saturday. But I go back to two Saturdays ago. Mark, I got so much flack for not knowing and recognizing Adam Pierce in that backstage segment. But I'm going to put that responsibility on you because I asked you who it was and you told me it was just an agent, just a producer. And I'm going to be honest. Of course, I remember Adam Pierce, but I don't know if it was the suit. I don't know if it was the fact that I hadn't seen the dude in like six years. Oh, don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. I I said Adam's been around for a while. He's just another, he's just another one of the agents. Yeah. Like, and he is, he's a, he's a producer. I mean, Jamie, (laughs) Jamie Noble was there. I mean, and they've, they've had a shakeup lately, you know, like, um, a lot of the producers and, and, and agents have been furloughed. Yeah. I saw Jason. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know who was all, you know, there, but it was, it was pretty cool to see, um, you know, Adam get represented. He got represented again the next week. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's back in the shelf again for <laughs> whoever knows how long. So um, him sitting on him standing on that podium made him look seven feet tall. Dude. And <laughs> and the suit, I, I, the suit totally yeah. threw me. Like that's not yeah. Adam Pierce. Stop it. Yeah, it oh. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so my apologies uh, to Adam Pierce. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Uh, my favorite moment of SmackDown, Kofi Kingston, Big E coming into the ring uh, before their tag team match and and uh, taking a knee and throwing up a fist for uh, Black Lives Matter. Obviously, Mark, the last three weeks, we talked about it a couple weeks ago uh, as the protests and the civil unrest was in full swing. Um, we've uh, since heard, obviously, plenty of people on social media speak out. It's been a, it's been a whole campaign. I've, I've really felt like the awareness is more with this push 
more so than Trayvon or Tamir Rice or any of the other uh, Mike Brown, any of the former uh, protests of the years, you know, that uh, obviously are, are at least in recent memory. It feels like a groundswell of support. And uh, we got another glimpse of it last night. And, it, and it's no surprise because I don't know if you caught it, Mark, but earlier this week, my pal Andreas Hale, one of my best friends out here in Las Vegas, uh, was on the New Day's podcast with Big E. Uh, Xavier and Kofi, and they had a talk about Black Lives Matter and, you know, the black experience in America. And um, I'm sure it was still fresh in their mind, and they clearly wanted to come out and make a statement, and I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, the, coming out and doing the protest credo, you know, with the one knee and the fist up in the air, uh, which is a combination of credos, you know, through black history, Um the black power fist as well as the the knee uh, from the George Floyd incident. Um, I, I, I tweeted out right behind that, I support you. Uh, I'll, I'll stand with you in solidarity as well as kneel with you in respect for what has happened. Um, when I said that, I, I, I meant it. Um, uh, I've challenged all of my white brethren and sistren to uh, stand. You know, it's, it's, it's really, really unbelievably unfair to live like our Constitution actually is written. Uh, to be three-fifths of a man is not uh, what we need in this country. Uh, it's just the rea- harsh reality of where we live and... Uh, I do live in fear of being pulled over by uh, cops that want to show you that, you know, you're, you're inferior. And it's, it's unfair. And, and I think that a lot of changes are being made. And uh, I think that more people like Kofi and like Big E uh, should be shown more right now because of the messages uh, that need to be put out there. And um, not just because they're African-American, but, but because of the message. Like, I don't want mm. people to miss um, the message. That's that's the important thing. And uh, we got that last night. And they did a good job of it. It, it wasn't something that's beating on you. We're going to overwhelm you with it and let it affect pro wrestling. I don't, I don't want people to win because they're African-American. I want people to win because the merit of uh, their abilities and sure. what's going on with the storylines. But that being said, um, the representation I think has been good. The WWE is doing a hell of a job yeah. uh, with their diversity uh, and not just now, but over the last uh, five to six years, it's been really, really good. So um, I, I was proud of last night. How, I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but I was just going to ask you, how responsible have you been for being vocal so about wrong that? With that? Yeah, well, I just, it, you know, it was like kind of a weird I, setup, done, but obviously I've you've been in this company 25 years. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've been out there protesting as well. Um, and I, I've I've supported a lot of the the marches and a lot of the uh, conversations that have been had between uh, athletics and the media. 
And that's that was, that's been my plight is uh, getting my white counterparts to uh, speak up and say what's unacceptable anymore. And you know, you you see how saying that you being a black man can be weaponized with some of the stuff that you've seen in the media. And, you know, most recently there, there was a, there was a, a, a white lady coming out of a store looting and the woman on the news said, well, I, I, it, it very likely she works there and she made an yeah, excuse yeah. for the woman looting. And, and I, I sat there and went, that's the fucking double standard that I'm talking about. Like, uh, mm-hmm. there are there are people out there that are setting fires and that are looting and breaking windows and doing things that are negative in the cause that they're being paid to do that or they're being uh, they're being pushed to do that by some of these right wing separatist groups. Sure. Um, and 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 what's even worse is there are some of those dirty ass cops that are out there doing it too. And they've been caught doing it and they're not reporting that the cops have, have been caught doing things. And you need to put these guys on front street because those are the guys that's going to get one of my friends killed. I've yeah, had well, some great man, some really, really good friends of mine that are cops out there that are scared now. And you know what's was was worse than a bad cop is a scared cop. They're <laughs> gonna shoot first and talk later, and somebody's gonna die and not go home because of the bad people that are um, putting their evilness in into what was normally uh, been a bunch of peaceful, respectful protests. Yeah, well, you talk about reform and, like, what can be done. Uh, Someone that you know well and that the WWE universe knows well, uh, Mark, is Mustafa Ali. Now, I think most people know by now Mustafa, uh, you know, in his prior life before he came over to the WWE, he was a a policeman uh, for about four years outside of Chicago. And uh, Ali caught up this week with Sports Illustrated after initially denying or not denying, but... kind of not wanting to talk about the issue because as he said, he felt that he, by not being African-American, by not being black in America, it wasn't his place to say, but, but get this, uh, he, he, he actually had an about face in, in regards to speaking to the media. And he, he eventually did this week and his comments are starting to gain some traction. Um, and Mark, I wanted to get your thoughts on, I'm going to read them to you. I got his quotes here from Mustafa. He says, quote, the reason I had declined to, to not talk about, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests and police reform. Um, the reason I declined is not only is this a sensitive topic, it's a very important topic, and I didn't feel like I was the right person to speak on the matter. I was talking to a fellow WWE wrestler who is black about everything that's going on. He said that you face the same thing that we as black Americans face, and I said, no, we don't. When I drive and I get pulled over, I'm worried about getting a ticket. I'm not worried about getting shot ever. So, no, we don't have the same fight. I have a fight. You have a war. That's why I didn't feel like I was the right person to talk about the situation. Now, 
a few hours later, Ali reached back out to Sports Illustrated and, and reconnected, as it says in the article, with his desire to speak out, continuing, quote, I was talking to some friends about it, and one friend in particular, she said, as long as I've known you, you've never held back when it comes to telling the truth. Why are you doing it now? I told her I didn't feel I was the right person to do it. And she said, anytime you have a chance to speak, you have a chance to change someone's mind. This is a chance to change some people's minds. That really resonated with me. I'm here to tell you, I honestly feel is both the problem and the solution to all of this. And he goes on to talk about how the police needs complete reform, how there needs to be defunding of certain departments. It was a really great chat. I encourage everyone to go out there. But Mark, I mean, you hear these words from Mustafa Ali. He is a former officer. This isn't just the public talking about the issues with police. And Mark, we need cops like Ali and others to speak up because you, you need allies. We need allies in the police department, not enemies. You do, and and you got to look at. It. I mean, you got to take this. This has got to go to the highest office in the world. Like the reform has got to start at the top, and it's not rocket science. It's not. It's not really hard to do. It's a matter of saying, okay, this is what's fair. And you go back to the Civil War, and what happened after the war? The South lost. You should abolish the flag, but under that flag. The Ku Klux Klan, all every other white supremacist group mm-hmm. embodied that flag and said, under the reign of terror, this is the flag that'll be used. Right. It's not about your great great grandfather that fought in the Civil War <laughs> and um you're honoring him. That's bullshit. You can you can don't even say that bullshit. It's, it's, it's a million ways you can honor is. the past and your heritage, Mark. You honor them by yeah. honoring that family, that that name. You know, that's it's not a piece of cloth that was that lost. You lost where where else in the war? You think that in in Paris there's any uh, you know or in you know anywhere in Europe where they have like statues of Hitler? No. When you lose, anywhere you where, lose. Mark, anywhere where there's been a civil war, has there ever been the losing side, the treasonous side, the traitor side, where the treasonous flag is flown? Never. Not, Not that I never. Think. Yeah. And that's basically what we, and, and where did all those guys go? The people that were, that, that lost, those soldiers, they became police officers. They became firemen. They became the people that, created the infrastructures to the towns and cities and all throughout Texas. I think they said right now um, there are like 20 something high schools, junior highs that have the uh, it bothers me that still Mm -hmm. Still today, that these high schools have names like Grant after Ulysses Grant and um, all of these other Lee. Like, I mean, you listen. I don't want that. And you, 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 you know, even the our flag, which you you stand in respect of the flag. You stand in respect of the Star Spangled Banner. But do you realize, and, and for people need to do their homework, 
that there are there was a stand a stanza in the Star Spangled Banner that talked about slavery and that being good. Wrap your mind around that. You want somebody to stand there and salute and respect something that once upon a time talked about slavery being the standard, that being good, Mm -hmm. and how hard that would be to do, which is what black, Hispanic, and other people of color that have come to America had to had to swallow. And yes, the stanza was taken out. There's been a lot of positive things done. And there's been a lot of black lives that have been lost for this country. And up until the 80s, you had African-Americans that were not able to be a part of the GI Bill to help their families buy a house or go to college. It's not been fair. And when you look at it like that, don't look at it like, oh, if black people come into power, they're going to do the same thing to white people that white people did to them for the last 400 years. That's not true. That's not true. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'll share a story with you when you say that's not true, just to to kind of piggyback off that, Mark. I remember growing up um, in Indiana, we had this kid on the bus, uh, Willie. He lived in my neighborhood. Good kid. Now, I'm probably 12, 13 years old, and this is going to sound bad, but I think honesty and growth and progress and truth is is a good way to get on the right side of history. So I remember talking to Willie. And I was telling them these black jokes that obviously white racists have, right? You know, this joke about a black person or whatever. I didn't know I was being racist. I was just a white kid being in Indiana. You just hear this stuff. So like Willie was like, I guess my first quote unquote black friend, right? And I'll never forget this. I mean, we're, we're what? We're, we're 25 years at least removed from this story. I remember telling him a joke, telling him a few jokes. He was laughing, but it was like a nervous laugh. You know, he didn't know how to respond. I get it now. And I asked Willie to tell me some white jokes. I was like, what jokes do you have for white people? Like, you know, we've got jokes for black people. What do you have for white people? And he looked at me. He's like, we, we don't have any. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I, we're just not that mean. There's no white jokes. I've right. never heard a black person in my life say nope. um, a white joke. I know <laughs> it don't exist. And that moment and has stuck with me, Mark, for decades. So when you talk about people being fearful of black people, because, you know, that's a thing racists are scared of, like, oh, the black folks are going to come into power and everything's going to change. I mean, look what happened. And I don't want to be political. But when Obama uh, became president and I didn't vote for Obama, I did it. Not that, again, I don't want to be political. I'm just saying I did kind of enjoy everyone. All the racists lose their mind and be like, oh, my God, the black guy's in power and he's Muslim and he's going to, you know, Sharia law is going to take over the Midwest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's absolutely unfounded. Let me tell you another reason I love my birthday. June 12, 1971. In 1971, it became legal for a white person to marry a black person. Hmm. 71 is called the love law. 
Now That's we know what where happened. Sexual, now we know where sexual chocolate came from. Now you know where <laughs> sexual chocolate came from. You know, it's, and, it's, it's, it's good that we can laugh. It's good that we can smile together, sure. white and black and yeah. every other uh, color under the rainbow. Like, we have got to get past this whole separatist mentality. We're all God's children, and we're all the human race. You know, despite what um, what DNA that we have, which is, you know, DNA is DNA, but you still have the white, the Caucasoid, um, the Mongoloid, and the Negroid. And that's it. They have been, they've been mixed since the beginning of time. And I, I feel like, from millions of years ago to now, we should be over this shit. We <laughs> should be words. over it. Millions of years. Let's go. I'm with you. Wise words from the one and only Mark Henry right there. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities! Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, you hear the music, you know the deal, you know what time it is. Hour two here on Busted Open getting underway on this Saturday. And yes, it is time for our weekly winner in the week of pro wrestling that was AEW, SmackDown, Raw, NXT. And I got to be honest, Mark, uh, they're not my weekly winner this week, and we, and we don't mention them enough, but Impact had a 53-year-old Ken Shamrock flying over the top rope. I didn't get to see the whole episode, but I saw clips. And listen, every week we do this, there is a swath of people coming out and saying, hey, what about Impact? You never mentioned Impact. You know what? We probably should. They do a great show, and it has been, um, over the last couple years, it's been really, really solid. And again, 53-year-old Ken Shamrock lobbing his body over the top rope. That man's got uh, uh, no fear, Mark. But Wow. Um, I know, right? I don't know if you got to see that, but that dude's insane. I did see it, and <laughs> you know, you you, <laughs> I'm telling, you, I'm not jumping. I'm I'm younger than him, and I'm not diving <laughs> any over any tables. I'm not jumping from the <laughs> ring to the floor. Uh, one of the worst injuries that I had was on the floor uh, with taking that F five on the floor twice. Like, bro, like it's no joke. And Ken is made from some different shit. I'm telling you. He's, <laughs> He is not a human being. He's got to be an alien or a cyborg or something because uh, he's he's getting better with age. It's true. It's true. He might just be crazier than everybody else, but that's why we love him. That's why he's the world's dangerous Maybe. man. Maybe. That's right. <laughs> All right, Mark, we're going to let you start. I know it was off last week uh, with no weekly winner, so I'm very excited to hear you got, who you got, I should say, uh, in this week, in the week that was uh, for the weekly winner. Who are you going with? You know what I mean? Uh, I have to break it down first. I can't just don't. Oh, did I just do a Beverly Hills cop? I don't know. I don't even know what. That was my Generation X 
Okay. Okay. I killed. <laughs> everyone, uh, <laughs> everyone just tuned out. Everyone's like, you know what? Everybody's like, what Saturday the hell? Doing something else. <laughs> but you know, I have to go back to Monday, man. Like you know, it, it was Monday was a good show. Um, Oscar and Charlotte was the star of the show to me. That was a badass uh, match. I, I'm, I'm telling you something, man. Yeah. When those two women touch, it is money. They both are supremely talented. Uh, it took for um, an outside source to to basically uh, stop that because I think that match would have went on forever. It, it would went on like AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Um, <laughs> the whole the whole competition stuff going on with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. Uh, I just can't get enough of it, man. I just can't. And um, once again, Kevin Owens is, <laughs> he's just Kevin Owens, bro. Like, I, I just, I, man, unbelievable. The whole Seth Rollins story um, and Rey Mysterio was really good. And and then you get to the matches that happened on NXT. And let's just say Adam Cole um, Adam Cole is my favorite thing going on right now. Like from the talking in the ring, the talking backstage to his matches. Um, it is very difficult to find something that supersedes that in the business right now. I mean, you know, we have Edge and, and Randy. We have uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. We have Oscar and Charlotte. I mean, there's just so many things across the board on all the shows. Um, and I love what Cody is doing on AEW. Every week, it seems like he's coming to the ring with a different guy. Like somebody new. Yeah. And making them because, you know, the match that he had with Mark Queen was um it wasn't a it wasn't a match where you go, okay, this guy is gonna battle the best and come out on top. Because I didn't see him as that guy. But after about five minutes, him and Cody going at it, I was I was a believer. I was like, man, this dude is he is giving people the opportunity to shine in front of an audience where they might not have gotten that opportunity a year ago or not even six months ago. No question. Yeah. And uh I mean it it just, you know, like watching watching the sorry. <laughs> Watching Jericho that, on commentary. It's that, bir- it's that birthday cake. It's that birthday cake. The birthday cake is, is trying to wake <laughs> me up. But watching Jericho, man, like on commentary is, I, I have to say, man, Jericho might be the most entertaining guy on commentary on all platforms. 
Well, he doesn't give a shit, Mark. He has utter confidence in everything he says. And if he fucks up, which I'm sure happens, I mean, that's the thing. You don't hear it because he knows how to transition out of it and just keep things rolling in a way that very few. I don't care if they've been doing it 30, 40, 50 years. Jericho is on another level at times. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you go, I go to, I always say that the women on, on AEW need more polish. Well, the the women on AEW this week, that triple threat, um, well, or four, fatal four-way was awesome. I was really impressed with them. And, you know, I give people their flowers while they're alive. And listen, they deserve, the, they deserve their flowers. That was a hell of a match. Are you talking uh, about but, uh, Rose Ford versus uh, Sheeta and Statlander? Yes. Well, yeah. with a tag. Yeah. That and, was four people um, in the ring. I got you. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it's, it's still early. It's still early. And it was, and you were right about the cleanliness of it, the, 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 at different times, the stiffness of it. I thought they worked fast, which is that's, listen, I, I understand why you want to slow down in a ring. Obviously, safety is paramount, but you also want to have some realism in there. When you talk about that women's division needing some, I forgot the exact polishing, I think was the word you used. I think uh, that's it was what, polish. Yeah, it was. It felt that way. It did. Yeah, and and I mean it was just there was more entertainment value I think on NXT. I think that they did more story building on AEW, and of course what we got last night, uh, I, as as good as the show was uh, on SmackDown, they they really only had three matches. Yeah, and uh, even though that all the matches were good it still didn't have a big enough sample size for me to supersede Wednesday night. And as good as, like I said, all due respect to Monday Night Raw and all all respect to SmackDown, Wednesday is becoming the day of the week for pro wrestling. And um, the matches that, like I said, the matches on, on, on AEW, the stories were set in motion. They were making sure everybody's up to speed with what's going on. And, but I'd have to say, man, you know, that being said, you go back to, you know, Wednesday and watch NXT. And I would have to say that, you know, Finn Balor and Cameron Grimes match was just off the charts. Um, Adam Cole, and Dexter Loomis, and, and, and I'm I'm saying this from a place of of respect for Adam Cole. Adam Cole is really really good, guys, and he reminds me a lot of Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to take my eyes off him when he's working because how polished and fluid he is, and he believes his own bullshit. That's and at the, the end of that, yeah, you have Karrion Cross. Come in and 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 just man, that's like putting gravy on mashed potatoes. It's like it's like putting extra parmesan on on the pizza. It was overload. I just sat there going, "Damn, this is good." So that being said, we say it all the time: if you're not first, you're last. And I have to give my weekly winner to NXT.
There you go. Mark Henry taking NXT for his weekly winner. You brought up Adam Cole and Dexter Loomis. You talk about him always being on. First of all, I completely agree. I go back to whatever that match was with Kyle O'Reilly back in ROH. It was like 2012. I don't know if it was best in the world or what the what the exact pay-per-view was by now, but it was that it was, I want to say it was like a mixed rules match. They were building it as sort of like a hybrid match with MMA, but Cole got his lip split from a shining wizard from O'Reilly, I believe it was, if memory serves me correctly. And Cole's lip got split from the, 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 obviously the top upper lip all the way, almost up to his nostril. He could see his teeth through it. Like, I mean, that's mm. when, that's when I knew he was just going to be more than a pretty boy. Not that I, I, he didn't know exactly at that point what he was going to morph into. Um, but that showed me that, I mean, he was a pro wrestler's wrestler, right? And then you still see it even in 2020 on Wednesday. He comes out to wrestle Dexter Loomis, and he's like, I don't know if he caught it on audio, but I could read his lips, and I think it caught a little bit of it, but he's going around ringside, and he's looking at Loomis. He's like, you got a stupid face. He's like, you got a stupid name, and he's like, and I'm in best in the world, and he's like, and you better be ready for it. He's like, you better get used to it. You know what I mean? He's just always on that work, and he's always confident. Yeah. Yep, I completely agree. And anytime he's on a show, Mark, you can't go wrong with having him as being your weekly winner and NXT to a to a larger extent. But I'm going with the other Wednesday show, man. I'm going with uh, AEW uh, for a lot of the reasons that you said. Jericho on commentary, I thought was absolutely incredible. Mark Quinn versus Cody Rhodes in the the TNT Championship match to end the show, I thought was spectacular. And then. I mean, for comedic relief, Jericho jumps off of commentary, goes in and helps the inner circle and beats Orange Cassidy to death with a bag of blood oranges. I mean, come on. Like, it's Orange Cassidy getting bloodied by blood oranges. How do you not appreciate the crossover in that and the absurdity of that? I thought that was incredible. You got uh, a pretty solid promo from John Moxley. Then you got Taz coming in. Brian Cage comes out and uh, interferes. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot to like about AEW. And that's not to take away from any other show. Uh, but Mark, as we said, if you ain't first, you're last. And let's not forget the the, the match that pretty much uh, uh, kicked off the show. The debut, the very first match from FTR. Yeah. And, and it was a hell of a match. Hell of a hey. match. And, and, and I'm talking about nonstop just yep. perpetual motion, real tag team wrestling, and the way that we viewed tag team wrestling as a, as the kind of the standard of what is judged by. But when I when I said that NXT was my weekly winner, there was I mentioned the matches. I didn't mention all of the things that came along with it. Mm. And uh, in my argument, I didn't put Brizango in there talking about their journey. And the entertainment value. That's why I said the entertainment value for NXT was the reason that I picked them is the matches were superior. You know, we didn't even say mention uh, Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee. Oh, that's a good point. Like there, there was, there was, there was the matches were great, but the entertainment value, um, I, I, I draw a blank because I was trying to think Finn Balor was almost not going to have a match because the entertainment value that led to that match was Steve Regal uh, basically saying, uh, you're not hurt. Get your ass out there and go and wrestle. 
You see what I'm saying? The entertainment that led to the matches were better, in my opinion. And this is my opinion. And your weekly winner is your weekly winner, and mine is mine. But I don't think that the fans lost. I don't think no one lost. Uh, there's not a loser if you're a fan. But um, you said that AEW is the weekly winner. I said NXT is the weekly winner. And that's why we have two people on the show. That's right. That's right. Hey, one last note before uh, we head off to break, because I do want to come back and talk about some changes with creative at WWE. Bruce Pritchard taking over both Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Paul Heyman taking a little bit of a different role. We will get to that. I just want to mention something about FTR. I mentioned, uh, obviously, the, in my weekly winner, they kicked off the show. They had their first match against the Butcher and the Blade. It was a hard-hitting classic tag team match. But I just can I just say what I, I'm loving, what I'm seeing from Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler on social media, their support for Black Lives Matter. And I don't know if you caught this, uh, Mark. They recently auctioned off um, some uh, hoodies that they wore on AEW television, the trunks that they wore on AEW, and uh, uh, some jackets that they wore on AEW. And they raised over $4,000. This is from uh, Dax. He says, guys, we all raised four grand. We're rounding up here in the name of Black Lives Matter through our auctions. Cash and I will match that total tomorrow, which is today. We will announce exactly where all the money is going. Thank you to everyone that helped Black Lives Matter forever. Uh, Mark, I mean, this is uh, this has got to make you happy. This is what we've talked about, you know, for weeks on the show. But yeah, solidarity. And people, people using their voices. It's solidarity. It's people standing together. It's people speaking up, and it's a beautiful thing. Like we all should do it. Um, I, I've I've done a lot of protesting, and I'm in support of David Otunga and myself are in support of of, of a lot of groups in common. Um, and I think that, that that's great that they're doing that because they are us and we are them. They're, I mean, there's no separating with me. Uh, I think that we're all together and we're wrestling. Um, that's something that, you know, I recently spoke with the powers that be at the WWF. Let's show the solidarity of pro wrestling and how can we get that done? So uh, maybe it's a, uh, something that transcends WWE and AEW is involved, power and uh, impact and ROH. Like, I think that the solidarity of wrestling has got to happen. And um, maybe nobody's thought about that, but that's, that's, that's the level of togetherness that I'm saying where it supersedes what brand of wrestling you're on. If you are in the wrestling business, period, we should stand together. And uh, I hope it can get done because if it can get done with pro wrestling, then it can get done with this world because, um, you know, people are very proud of their brands and proud of their companies. But this is something that's bigger than money. It's bigger than, uh, ratings is this is something that needs to be done. And I, I think I'm going to become the poster child for getting us all together. 
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. The women's tag team championship, Mark, obviously you got Bailey and Sasha Banks holding the titles, but then you got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and we got the return of the Iconics with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and I have always loved those ladies. I am excited to have them back in the fold. They look great. They're firing on the mic per usual, and they and they seem to got a little bit of an extra edge with them um, since their return. Mark, I'm just curious. What do you think about this match? Do you think Bailey and Sasha Banks stay champs? They didn't win the titles all, all but a couple weeks ago. So, so what do you think? What do you think? And what do you see happening in this match for the ladies tag team championship? Man, uh, as much as I'd like to. Uh, see Sasha and Bailey lose. I think the money is with them winning. Um, Nikki Cross and the Iconics. Um, they could, if you wanted to focus more on um, Bailey and Sasha getting into it, and one of the two women, the other two tags winning, then. I'm for it. But if it's not about Sasha and Bailey, you know, getting into it, then I'm not interested. They should retain. But I would rather see in this tag somehow Bailey hit Sasha and Sasha go, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? And she hit her back. And then somehow they lose. And now the focus is finally on what we really want to see, which is Bailey and Sasha go at it. And then maybe uh, the Iconics win over um, Alexa. Well, that's what I want to see. I mean, that would be perfect for me, but I mean, I'm. Yeah, I want to see the fight. That's basically, (laughs) I want to see Bailey and Charlotte split. Yeah. And 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 that become the new thing. I guarantee you, if that happens, that that'll be the that'll be the best shit on in pro wrestling. I don't know if you remember the Iron Woman match that they had. Of course. But let me tell you, brother. That was the match they had our friend uh, Izzy crying ringside. Yeah. Yeah. When like Sasha that, cut that great promo. <laughs> boy, that match. It stands out in my mind as yeah, one, one of the best, best yeah. women matches of all time. Yep. And uh, the standard in which women's matches are judged by. So if we can get that on a consistent basis, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm all for. <laughs> well, you were then, talking the, about the- then the tag match can go wherever it goes. <laughs> I'm not diminishing it. I'm just saying that that match supersedes the tag match. But um, what do you think? Do you think that um, we get a we get Sasha and Bailey win again or we get yeah. the fight? Yeah, I think they I think you hold off on the fight a little bit. They've been building towards it, obviously. We know it's coming at some point. Uh, they just won the belt. 
I think there's still some legs in there. I think Bailey's just starting to find her ground as a heel. I think Sasha yeah. helps with that. Let's 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 explore that a little bit more. Let's try to build Bailey as a little bit more of a heel before the inevitable happens. So yeah, I, I think they retain. But listen, I'm not going to be mad if anybody. Well, what's I'm the next pay per view? What is the next pay per view? I don't know. SummerSlam. Guns, you, you're the smartest guy. On, can't be, on the can't show. be SummerSlam. SummerSlam's August. We'll put, we'll put. Uh, because we'll put, I don't uh, think there's yeah, enough time. That, I mean, I think that this is too long a time. We've got uh, Extreme Rules in July. Then we'll and have then another SummerSlam. NXT, and then an NXT TakeOver and then a SummerSlam. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. July 19th, Extreme Rules. August 23rd is SummerSlam. Yeah, I know yeah, SummerSlam you, was supposed to be you, in Boston, but we'll see. You don't do this until Extreme Rules. You break them up. Yeah. And now you have one pay-per-view before SummerSlam, and you have a pay-per-view for them to uh, get all the bugs worked out. Well, in it, they wouldn't really be in TakeOver, but uh, you, you, get a, you get a solid month before uh, you really – you know, need them to to be able to perform that match and to promote it and to market it and to build it up to where yeah. they don't they they touch but they don't have matches. You know, you could do that for a month. You could do that for three weeks. So, Mark, what happens with the grudge match between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus? Obviously, that's been a big storyline building now for a few weeks. Um, leading SmackDown, ending SmackDown in some cases on, on certain weeks. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of venom there. There's a backstory. Two great workers. We talk about it. Styles make fights. You got the high flyer versus the bruiser. What happens in this uh, match between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy? You know what, man? I think that what we're going to get is a real hard-hitting, exciting match that has the potential to steal the show. And I've, I've worked with both those guys. And when I work with Seamus, Seamus is not beyond doing whatever it takes to get the job done. Let's go out and steal it. And we would go out and steal it. And uh, with what Jeff can do in a pay-per-view situation. Yeah. Brother, we might see one of those matches where we think that um, – Drew and Bobby is going to be the match. We, we, we think that Charlotte and Oscar is going to be the match. We think Apollo Crews and Andrade is going to be the match. But And really, I think that Jeff and Sheamus has the potential to steal this. Well, I don't disagree. I guess it just all depends on the time that they're given, right? If I think if it's... Yeah. If we're near... And, and, I think and, if we're, and yeah. who's, who's going who's gonna to be the, the principal... In that is also another thing. Like, do you want to go with, um, you know, Sheamus has been dominant in his return and and the way that they've built him to get to this match. Yeah. But um, if they keep on with this, you know, uh, allowing Jeff Hardy to be bashed, I think that you go with Sheamus. But if you want to do something where you take Jeff to another level, then Jeff has to, you know, go over in this match. And how that happens is is going to have to be 
let's just say Hardy esque. It's gonna have to be. It's gonna I have think to I know be. You, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> he's gonna have to flip, fly, and mesmerize. May leave us all holding our breath for another another Sunday night. It just kind of uh, been twenty years of Jeff Hardy in the ring, just having us go. Oh my God! Oh my God! He's back! Oh Lord! And he is back! Yep! Yep! Oh, oh Lord! Please! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Oh no, it's Jeff why Hardy. But no, that should be up there. Oh no, he's not. <laughs> but that's why we love him, right? That's why we love the charismatic enigma. Jeff Hardy taking on Sheamus. Uh, that should be a great match. Well, you brought it up. You brought up the ladies' championship match, the Raw Championship match. Uh, Mark Oscar taking on Nia Jax. That uh, should be a fun match. I we haven't seen a lot of Nia since her return. This should offer a pretty nice vessel for her to, for lack of a better term, get her shit in. Uh, you think Oscar retains? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that um, Naya has uh, proven herself in her return. Uh, she's been very interesting. Um, there is a tie to her and Charlotte Flair. It would actually be good to have somebody that would el- alleviate the pressure, I guess, from Charlotte on one brand. You know, so I think that if you want to have less Charlotte Flair on the grander scheme of things in pro wrestling, then you have Nia Jax beat Oscar, uh, probably with Charlotte Flair being the one that helps her do it, being that Nia helped her win the other day. And... um now, now you can actually separate the two at the hip. So um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Nia win. I think more by, by crook, not by hook, because yeah. um, I still say that Oscar and Charlotte are the best two female wrestlers in the world. Um, it just happens that Bailey and Sasha are in a tag team. And they're not given the opportunity right now to show that they're the best woman wrestler in the world. So um, right now, I would have to give that that leg up to um, to Oscar. But what I think the best story would be, I think, would be Nia winning. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 